0: I was gonna try to, to like trigger
1: you, but I couldn't think of something to trigger you. <laughs> Dude, I'm non-triggerable, man. Like, I just don't, I just don't trigger dogs. See, exac See,
0: that's exactly why I failed. <laughs> Cause I couldn't think of anything to trigger you with.
1: Like, I just, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I <clears throat> have my takes on Twitter, but you know, honestly, think like people take Twitter way too seriously. Like, I, like, there are some people that get way too crazy on Twitter with shit.
0: No shit. And I'm like. I don't know what you're talking
1: about, dude. Are you, you just relax.
0: Are you bouncing something? Or like you, oh yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, I can, I can. Are you like bouncing your leg? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> oh, that's my bad. Okay. Can you hear that now? No. Barely, but if you're doing it when I'm talking,
1: I you, I won't catch it. I just have extreme anxiety, dude. That's my bad. No, no, I get you. So, anyways, um, are we rolling? Is this going on?
0: I'm rolling. I'm, I'm probably gonna edit it. <laughs> I'm probably gonna edit it out, but we're rolling. <laughs> why would you edit that out that was pretty damn good all right Um, i want to edit it out then people are going to hear exactly what i'm saying right now is that is this what you want that we have that we have a lot of anxiety yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's not
1: our fault society has created us
0: yes i agree (laughs) also i can't i can't sleep for shit what you need
1: to do what you need to do is you need to not spend so much time on 2K. You just need to like turn I don't, off all the lights. So,
0: so what they did is I, I didn't even play 2K last night. I didn't get to sleep till 5 a.m. last night and I didn't even hit 2K. I think the worst thing I had on was the TV I have that I took from, that I took from the radio station with me that I had and was watching Clone Wars. <laughs> Dude, you
1: took a radio, you took a TV.
0: <laughs> so, no, no, no. So it, let me re- reword this.
1: <laughs> No, that's what—that's exactly what you said. You said you took a TV so, from the radio so, station. iHeart's so, gonna come out after us now. No, first so, we have the Spurs, and now we have iHeart.
0: So my mentor, his boss had a TV. He didn't. That boss didn't use that TV at all, and it was still in the box. So they gave me that TV. I set it up at my desk, and I then set the TV up in the studio that all the board ops were in. And then once I got Axe from iHeart, I decided to take it home with me because it technically was my TV. <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's the case, dude.
0: <laughs> I bought a. I have a Fire Stick for it too, so like I watch. <laughs> oh, now it's yours, my <laughs> Because now you have it like association. <laughs> yeah, it was my Fire Stick. It was, <laughs> it's <was> my TV, <laughs> and it's in my room now. <laughs> it's standing, standing on the most bougie thing that I could have it set up on. <laughs> okay, I
1: like your. I like. Your, <laughs> I like your rationale there. It's very smart. It's a good rationale, Ty.
0: See see you, you whenever you're a board up being paid eight dollars an hour, you have to really you have to pull some strings. That's
1: true. I mean I'm surprised they even offered you the T V.
0: Again, it was uh, it was part of my stuff. So again, didn't question it? Also, yes, I got paid eight bucks an hour for while I was working at a major radio station. Yay
1: <sighs> Well, I'm glad you're out of that racket now. And oh, you're into something better. <laughs> Did you ever Did you ever apply for Barstool like I told you to?
0: No, I'm not fucking applying for
1: Barstool. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're a massive media company that are just, like, putting out a ton of content.
0: It's Barstool. I don't want to be associated with those douchebags. Sorry. <laughs> I guess like, I got to edit that out.
1: You don't have to edit it out. Who cares if you say douchebag about Barstool?
0: Yeah, it's it's not like
1: Barstool's going to pick us up. It'd be very surprising if Barstool picked us up, but that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but no. I, yeah, I don't want to be associated with those douchebags
1: bill simmons bill simmons pick us up for the
0: ringer ringer i know you just bought got bought by spotify but you could add another podcast
1: yeah they have they have some podcasts with some van luthen dude or something like that bill simmons just announced it today
0: we're we're available for being purchased out
1: <laughs> do you guys want we us talk, we, talk, we talk all about NBA. we're an NBA podcast not as good as desktop, though. Desktop is really great. I love
0: desktop. Desktop's technically not a podcast, but still. <laughs> That's true. Very good point. Have oh. you seen our content? <laughs> so,
1: bringing it around. Welcome to at the line. Wait, hold I on. I haven't done one of these
0: in a while. Wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Roll it. There, there, there's the music. We, 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 we played the music. We, we, we had to roll the music in some sort of in post, way. In post, in post. In post. In for, while, while it may have been like 30 or 40 seconds for you guys, it was only like 10 seconds for us. So, <laughs> It is It is good yeah. to
1: be back. It is good to it's be talking about. It's good to be talking about the Spurs and the NBA. There's been a lot of, been a lot going on. <clears throat> the Spurs sucking Wow! It up again.
0: I gi- I, it on the floor. I give you le. I give you le. That I give you the job of leading us in, and this is how you start with very negative outlook. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thanks, Mac I feels so. You
1: do not want me to the outro or the intro or the outro right now.
0: <laughs> no
1: shit. I'm like the worst. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not in a good headspace. You're in a much better headspace than I am right now. For as far as Spurs go. <laughs>
0: I'm trying. It's it's not easy. But this is You're at the... taking l- those
1: massive L's,
0: though. Oh, shut the fuck up. This is at the line. <laughs> uh, I'm Ty Yeager. That's Mac Pena. And we are brought to you by NewsForce, San Antonio's, and Fox 29's Spur Zone, as well as the Rise Up Podcast community. But yeah, we got Spurs to talk about. It's uh, the All-Star break as we speak. It is Tuesday night as we record, so we can see how up-to-date we are. But... um. So we're going to talk about the Damari DeMari Carroll situation, the Spurs' current season, what the front office is doing, and as well as Spurs' future overall, and then we're going to talk about our Koala Mills project as well, here on At The Line. Who the
1: hell knows what's going on with the Spurs now?
0: Yeah, let's, let's start off with that. Let's start off. What the <laughs> hell is going on with the Spurs? Because... So,
1: so, after a five-game losing streak, they finally won one against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was a good win. It
0: was a good win. It was a good win. No, it was a good win. And whenever you – even though if you look at those results for those past games, it's not that bad. No, it it's
1: definitely bad. It's it's horrible. The no, rodeo no, no, road I'm, trip needs to end. Rodeo road trip needs to stop. No, screw so, the rodeo at the at t Center. It just needs to die. Screw, screw the cowboy the, the cow shit. Just it it just needs to it, it needs to be taken to the Alamo Dome like it just needs to be sent
0: over there. Yeah, but uh, like to me, the, like whenever I looked at the, some that Lakers game was just horrible. That Clippers game was at least close in some sort of fashion. That Blazers game was good, and then again the Spurs let off a easy run in the third and fourth. Kings game I don't know what the fuck happened there to be honest. The Nuggets game that was a good game until the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Then it just went I to mean, shit.
1: That's the mo, though. That's the Spurs mo. They yeah. they do pretty well, and they just suck the rest of the game, in the second half of the game. But that Clippers game, they should have won that game. There should have been no reason for the Clippers. The Clippers were just were playing terribly, and they didn't they didn't take advantage of it, and so that's why it was a disappointing loss. the 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 Lakers it was on a back to back. You know, that was that was inevitable. that That should that was like one of those guaranteed losses just because it's it's the second night it's a Sega Bubba you know the second night of the back-to-back you played incredible almost incredible four-quarter basketballs you know the first the first night and so it was kind of expected to lose that Lakers one which is fine and then the Portland game you know you had good good showings and you could have possibly closed it out with a victory but no it's just this team, for some reason, does not know how to close. Even when DeMar DeRozan is playing, they do not know how to close the game. And, it's again, it's not just DeMar DeRozan's fault, but the team overall just does not know how to close. And it's very, very tiring at this point.
0: Yeah, it's – and, again, there's, there's flashes of good basketball from this team. I don't think anyone can – no one should be able to. No one should not say that that doesn't exist. This team can still be damn good at times. Again, during that during that Nuggets game, they outscored they outscored the Nuggets essentially in the fir- the first half, forty to thirty in the first quarter, 27-23 in the second quarter, and then the third quarter they just let up, and that whole fourth quarter was it was them just trying trying to fight themselves. And eventually, they got outscored thirty eight to twenty seven in that fourth quarter alone. But it this. The Spurs team can play good basketball, and then they just go on these. Then they'll just have these terrible runs where it just fucks them over in in the long run. It fucks them up for the rest of the game, and they can't really come back from it. Unfortunately, I think the- well, and that's
1: that's the most frustrating part. Is you know, you, you we have these. You see these um, these flashes of brilliance from from the team. You see you see them that they can compete. They can they can score. They can even defend, but. Then you have these third and fourth quarters where they just choke leads. I, I don't even know how many twenty point leads. I think it's been like two or three twenty point leads that the Spurs team has has given up and lost. But it's just it gets to the point where where they don't have that identity at the very end of or, or at least in in the closing minutes to shut it down. Like that that, that that identity does not exist anymore and hasn't existed for quite some time at this point.
0: I will say they did end they did end pre-All-Star break on a good note against against the Thunder 114-106. If you look at this game, it's it was a good game for the Spurs. For once that was an all-around game. They held the Thunder to 14 points in the first quarter alone. And I think that shows the defensive the de- the defense of Spurs could honestly show if they were doing it consistently, but the one thing that you saw differently in this game was you saw more minutes from Lonnie Walker. He got the start with DeMar DeRozan out with for a second game with back spasms. And even though he only put up six points, he still did, he got three steals over all four rebounds and was just a, he was a defensive presence whenever Lonnie was out on the court. And I saw someone bitching about, oh, me look for Lonnie to, to, show, to show up on points or something like that. He doesn't need to show up on points. He just needs to be there for defense. And that's exactly what he did against OKC. And there's a reason the Spurs won that game.
1: Yeah, I think uh I think a lot of uh, and I think there's been a lot of criticism about the Spurs fan base this this season because we're in completely uncharted waters. So, you know, we have a contingent of Spurs fan base that is okay with, you know, the way they're going and they brush it off to the side where it's like, eh, you know, what can you expect? This this, you know, this 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 team has been successful for Uh, you know 20 plus years uh, they should you know they should treasure the past and and just continue going forward you know the front office does no wrong we're going to be okay there's another contingent that says you know what we should be really looking at what's been going on because recently things haven't been looking good the team obviously is struggling right now and so things need to change they they need to happen and then there's another contingent where it's just like fuck (laughs) everybody like everybody just just get the fuck off this team and this front office just needs to get fucking washed so this is the worst
0: team of the world how dare they
1: there's a very i mean i love i love the spurs fan base because we have a broad spectrum of varying fan ideas and it's great it's really really great to hear and to see but at the same time we all need to just re- realize that it's just a game <laughs> like there's no reason to be shitting on one another and personally attacking people for you know for their beliefs of what the team should be doing this is it's all something that we all come together and, and we should all be supporting together but <laughs> yeah. like, like like some of this stuff is just crazy like and personally you know i'm i'm in the middle like i'm i think i think you i think you are on that side that you know we've had and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think you're on that side that we've had a great 20 20 plus years and we should be thankful for it and you know it's only been one season i'm in the middle i think i think regardless of i'll let you talk right now just real quick but I, i think regardless of of our past regardless of of everything we've accomplished in the past, even that it's so close. I mean, because technically we only send the Spurs won a championship in 2014, which is six years ago. So that's still great. Um, But even regardless of what's happened in the past, obviously right now, the Spurs do not have an identity. They don't have, they're not the, they're not the beautiful game Spurs anymore. And they don't have an ISO player. I mean, right now what they're trying to create is they're trying to create this ISO mentality, but that iso mentality is is hurting us in the long run because you don't have the defense the defense to um to complement it and so you you can't run that iso game like we did you know when Kawhi was here and so right now they're struggling for identity and obviously we see it in the third and fourth quarter there isn't somebody that takes over and just and, and says you know what everybody relax I got this, you know, DeMar is doing his best, but obviously with the shortcomings around his game and the shortcomings around everybody else that are around him, it just, it doesn't work. And so that's why, you know, sometimes they have these 10, 15 point runs where the Spurs can't stop them. So, yeah. And so you can go ahead and talk about your take. Cause so, I know your, your take is different for sure.
0: So to me, it's, I'll say, I will say shit on Twitter, but to me, it's, the Spurs team is not perfect. No, I don't think anyone can say that this Spurs team or this right. front office was perfect. But I'm also not going to say that's all on them. The, they, there are some decisions that were out of their control that fucked them over, that has fucked this front office over, and has not allowed them to be the team I think they wanted to build. And so I'm not, but I'm also not going to say that it's not completely on them. I still think there there are some questionable decisions when it comes to rotations. When it comes to some personnel, especially in sp- and just, I think there's some questionable things there. But overall, but there's still other things that really hurt them that weren't their fault. That wasn't their decision. It wasn't their decision that that caused the downfall. It was someone else's decision that caused a just a domino effect to happen. Are yeah.
1: They- so let So I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: And so I'm gonna say that I think we should still be grateful. This is only one season. And this was a, this was an off season that got really that really f- screwed over the Spurs in terms of personnel that they wanted, the type of game they wanted. But also, I can't take all the blame off them because the rotations have been questionable, like I said. But this is only one season. This is one season, and this is not a team that's in the bottom pits of the league. The, yeah, they're in the mediocre range at the moment, but they're This is not a bottom pit team. This is not Cleveland. This is not the Knicks. This isn't the Hawks. This is a team that can be fucking good. This is a team that has potential and still has, I'm going to say in quotations, has a chance to make the playoffs because they're they're technically within range, but they need a miracle to happen if they really want to make the playoffs this year. But this is still a team that has a chance to make the playoffs and has still had a chance to make the playoffs all season long. It just, there's some other decisions that were out, there, out of their hands that really fucked them over in the long run yeah let's
1: so let's continue just giving this rundown of what what's been happening and we'll finish up the segment uh, let's
0: let's start let's start with what happened on tuesday or monday where damari carroll and the spurs agreed to sign out and wait wait wait, no
1: no 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 hold on on. we got to go back and and talk about the games previously let's just finish that out and see how they've been doing
0: all right let's restart rewind rewind all right we're back there uh let's hit play now
1: (laughs) So just rodeo road trip hasn't been very good, obviously. And a lot of people, I don't think had the expectation that the rodeo road trip was not going or was not going to go well, um, especially with the was you know, that the Spurs player, the Spurs team has had. It obviously, they uh, they went on a one in five streak. Um, they had some some potential wins that they were able to to get very close and they ended up not. Um. Just mm, for some reason, losing those games, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Um. You know, I think we're starting to see that the Spurs team is shooting a little bit better. Um. You know, you're having like Bryn Forbes is starting to increase his shooting percentage to to be above league, league average, but unfortunately, obviously, his biggest biggest weakness is his defense. But at least he's starting to shoot 37. 37, thirty38 percent from the three-point line um, he's looking a little bit more confident so that's good you know these are some of the positives that um these are some of the positives that we can take away so like, Bryn Forbes is starting to shoot really well jajante um, is building his his shooting profile amazingly I'm, I think I'm, he had what like a sixty percent in in like the on the elbow right
0: yeah he, he's one of the best shooters from the elbow but I think one of the best things that from this rodeo road trip if you could really find any bright spots is DeJounte Murray and just the way that he's been playing lately it's just his shooting has been there it's he's not completely scoring everything but still he in the span of like three games since the Clippers game he since they started the rodeo road trip he's only had two turnovers In and six games he's only had two turnovers that's amazing and like you said his, his shooting has also been out out of out being amazing as well, in the span of those six games, he's sh- shooting forty-seven percent from the field, five hundred fifty percent from three, from three, averaging six rebounds, four assists, one point three steals, and twelve point three points a game.
1: This is when it comes. This is these are the things that yeah. So he's been having an amazing game. Like he is, he's is starting to take over and play that point guard position at an extremely high rate. And this is what everybody wanted from DeJounte from the very beginning from this year. Obviously, he's coming back from an ACL injury, so he's only going to get better. I mean, and that's that's what – whenever you're talking about DeJounte, you have to have that context in mind that this kid is a, a year removed from an ACL injury – and, he's, and he even said it himself. He's technically only had like one full NBA season under his belt. Yeah. At, at most, I think. You know, he, because his first NBA season, technically, he didn't play until the playoffs. And then the second one, that's when he got injured. Right?
0: Yeah. So he went like, going so into the second one. So 16-17 was his rookie season. He only played eight minutes a game. His second season, which was his first full season where he played 81 games, he... Only played twenty one minutes. Then in eighteen nineteen he got hurt in preseason, yeah. and then mm-hmm. nineteen twenty is technically his only his third season as in the NBA.
1: Right, right, and yeah, exactly. And so he's technically altogether only had like one full season under his belt. And so they have to, when talking about Dejounte, they have to take that into context and just say, this kid is a year technically a year vet, and a sophomore. You know, he's like Ben Simmons like <laughs> for the MVP. But like he's a sophomore and he's putting up these numbers and he has this mentality and this maturity that he's just starting to display. And it's because he's getting that time, it's because he's he's starting to find his rhythm and he's playing phenomenal. So in this yeah, in this rodeo road trip, unfortunately. They did, the results weren't there, but there are those silver linings like DeJounte's gameplay. Lonnie Walker is starting to see more minutes. I think he's, what is he starting to average right now? Now he's starting to average 13, 14 minutes. So that's starting to increase a little bit too. Um, Derek White has been playing amazing basketball too. He's been, I think he's probably been, aside from DeMar. Derek has probably been like the most consistent player. Like as long as he's getting his minutes, he, he, he's consistent. Yeah, And it's not yeah. just on scoring. It's, it's on, it's on the defensive side. I think he's been one of the most consistent defenders that we've
0: had. Yeah. I think, and if you look at consistent players, you look at DeMar, Derek White, then Patty Mills. I know Patty Mills has had some, has had some periods of just down, but I think Patty overall has been consistent as well. Not on, def- not on defense, but offensively he's been consistent, but yeah. There's that. There's at least some bright sides on this team where you, guys that you do need have been staying consistent, especially some of these young guys.
1: Yeah, and then so and then like you said, Lonnie Walker's been playing. Trey Lowe's has has had some pretty good pretty good games. Um, so it, it, it goes back to your point that this team, if the rotations were better, this team could be jockeying for playoff positioning right now like they wouldn't be in the in the spot that they are now but um you know it's it is what it is unfortunately at this point at this point like it's just like again this team doesn't have an identity and so right now the biggest issue is like do they continue trying to fight for that eighth playoff spot which is starting to seem further and further away or do they just play the rest of the season, their younger guys, get them experience and then hopefully, you know, get a good draft spot. Not necessarily in tanking tanking, but at the same time, it's you know, and what and else are you gonna call it?
0: Increase the odds.
1: Exactly. Very good point. And yeah.
0: Right now, I, I said this on Locked on Spurs where if the Spurs fall to five games or more back behind Memphis, I say it's over. Where are they at right now? Five games. So if they if they honestly, if they fall anymore, they're gonna, they have no chance of making the playoffs. In my, in my opinion,
1: I mean, you look at the Grizzlies, and people always said oh, Grizzlies, one of the hardest remaining schedules, you know, left over, uh, remaining. But it's like, even though they had these hard games, they've still won these games. They're like in the past five games, they've gone four and one, and they've beat the Mavericks. And they beat Portland, and you know they lost to to the Sixers by twelve points. So, I mean, this is a team that they're that they're still competing. And then you have you know the Pelicans that now have Zion, and everybody's contributing on that team. So those, I mean, the Pelicans are right there with us with the Spurs at the same time.
0: Also, add on the Pelicans have the have like probably the easiest schedule remaining too, according to exactly. the exact tankathon.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's just that eighth spot is looking more further and further away, so
0: it it just depends, but when we come back we're going to talk about kind of the history of the front of the front office as of late and the whole Demari Demar Carroll situation. But well that will be up next here on At the Line. Hey guys, have you ever listened to At the Line and then suddenly think, huh? I kind of want to make my own podcast. Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor. And this is what we use here at The Line. Fun. It's absolutely free to use. And guess what? I know some other hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do, what, what do I put, how do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although makes it easy for you, and they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it, you can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. This been you held LeBron James without a field goal in that first quarter. What are you guys doing uh, to, to limit him thus far? Hell, I don't know. He, he's. I think he's just getting into the game. It wasn't any kind of plan on my part. Let me tell you that. Say hi. It's at the line. Some dogs barking in the background. I don't know why. It's not mine. The- well, my, no, me for me on my end.
1: Oh, I was like, dude, you what? You have like, you live in a freaking student apartment.
0: Yeah, and dogs are allowed. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and I live right wow. next to... Uh, wow. <laughs> we, we may watch them. On, we watched an SNL skit, which was Wes Anderson in a horror movie. Had, who did it have it playing Owen Wilson? It had
1: Edward Norton playing Owen Wilson, and then I don't know who who's playing one of the Paltrow, but... <laughs> wow. If you don't know Wes Anderson, you, you need to watch some of Wes Anderson films. <laughs>
0: But uh, let's get let's get to uh, the front office woes as of late because DeMar Carroll agreed to a buyout with Spurs on Monday, and this is after after signing him for three years and seven million dollars, and but also comes at a at a different a whole different thing from earlier in the summer that everyone knows about. But looking at the look at Carroll's buyout, it looks like that he's, he's going to be owed six million for the next two seasons, including this season. With the Spurs, and then he's going to be only owed one million in the 20, 22 season and dead cap. And people are freaking out about this dead cap. And honestly, there's not really a big issue with it. If you would...
1: Look- okay. So let's 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 hash this out because the he issue was- isn't with the dead cap. The issue has never been with the dead cap. The issue has been with the fact that. But still, people the are Spurs signed this dude. For seven million dollars for for twenty one million dollars for three years and never played him.
0: That's so, but, a be, fat but people are
1: fucking L. Com- but so people are. It's a, com- a big fat. Yeah. Besides
0: L. the signing, but people are saying that. People are saying that. Oh, all oh, this dead cap's gonna really fuck up the Spurs. Not really. If you look at the long scheme, it's not gonna do shit. Yeah, it wasted our time, and there's other implications to it. But overall, it's, it was a it was a swing and it was a miss. Right, and
1: is that's it, that's the problem. You're you're throwing these, quote unquote, other implications by the wayside because it fits your narrative. But the point is, but so these other these other, these other implications really do matter. There's there's a huge issue with one of their key acquisitions for the offseason after a horrible offseason of, of shit that of course was obviously was out of their control so Some of it was out of their control and the whole
0: point the whole hold on, point hold on, that- hold on hold on hold, on, no, 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 all hold right, on all right all right
1: so you and again so you're dismissing these these other the context of the other the other implications because it doesn't fit your narrative but the other implications are very weighted there's there's a huge magnitude to that so one again like you said like, like i said you signed somebody that you thought or at least that this burst thought that was going to help your team especially because of the personnel you had on your team a perfect prototype of what you needed a three and d type of guy so this is who you thought was going to come in here and, and actually play some minutes and then never play minutes And when he was previously on a team that was in the playoffs and he played some substantial minutes for that team this past season. And then on the other implication of this is teams are going to see this. Other players are going to see this and say, well, you signed. I mean, you signed this dude and then you never played him and then you just cut him. You know, you wasted half a season you wasted him for half a season obviously he has fresh legs of course and so he's now going to go to an in-state rival and have fresh legs and you know he could possibly get some minutes there I don't I don't see I don't see, I mean that, they're that, playing that, small ball it's just it's that crazy whole, that, whole
0: Houston, I don't know. that whole Houston thing is something different and they're they're not going to do shit honestly and I'll talk about them later but we'll stick, right. stay in on stay on this run. stay on this
1: right in the long run they're not going to do it but okay so the, the other implication is you you have players that look at, like, hey, what is going on in San Antonio? San Antonio used to be the pinnacle front office, used to be the organization that everybody looked at and wanted to replicate and copy in their own systems. And now you have, after a series of, or after a couple of years of, you know, this instability because of, of Kawhi and what happened with him, it doesn't seem like the Spurs have gotten back on the saddle. And it doesn't seem like they've figured out their identity in the past two, to th- in the past three years, of of Kawhi being gone, it doesn't seem like they've figured out. Okay, this is what we're going to transition to, and this is who we're going to return back to, and this is going to be our identity. They haven't. They haven't figured out what the hell they're going on. They've been and they've given contracts that they've never should have given in the beginning to people who should never have received these contracts. And and so that's the whole. That's the issue. Those are the two things. When when you look at the Demar the Carroll thing in a vacuum. It doesn't really matter because like you said you're absolutely right the dead cap space of the six million next year and then possibly the one million in that last year it doesn't really matter it's kind of it's it's not a lot of money in, in, in retrospect especially with how much money they have in 2021 you're right in a vacuum it doesn't look bad but when you add a context and you add that weight to it that's when it looks bad
0: but and so, that's the
1: issue so, that a lot of Spurs fans have.
0: And I, so I understand. And I I'm speaking on your behalf, guys. I'm speaking on your behalf. I feel you. I feel you. Wow! I'm going up against the whole fan base. Who did I turn into? Uh, Express no, News? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so no. But uh, so I think. But I think everyone's putting too much blame on this whole situation. Just where. I think I just uh, you don't know how DeMari played, and whenever he did play for the Spurs, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I understand that he didn't really get a lot of time very to adjust. Minutes. He get very right. he didn't get much time to adjust whenever he was out there. But still, it wasn't. There had to be something going on behind the scenes on both ends. It, I don't think this is one. There's not one side to this story that no one knows about. No one honestly knows about, and we'll probably find out from Carol, probably from Pop at some point, from the players at some point. I think we'll find, we'll find out the story eventually, but I think there's something deeper going on where between both the team and Carroll. but whenever, but I feel like the signing was, and people are still upset about the money again. And it's like, that's not, you can't really blame the Spurs because this was, they were going out for Morris and Morris agreed, had agreed at this point, but they originally Demar Carroll was on a two year contract. So, and that made it made much more sense with DeMario on a two year contract. And I think it would have hurt the I don't think everyone would be upset if it wasn't if Carroll just signed on a two-year contract and Marcus Morris never no, didn't agree to sign. But instead, Morris So Morris agrees to sign. Breton's is traded as a result to clear a roster spot and allow Demari to be signed on the on the mid level exception. Problem is Morris Morris stops the signing. It's already too late to get Breton's back from that trade because there's no way of canceling of rescinding that trade on the Spurs side, of, end of things, from the research I did on rescinded trades. I
1: wouldn't that motherfucker. I don't care.
0: <laughs> the problem is, there was no- see,
1: I would have, I would have done, I would have pulled like a Manchester United. And if you don't know the story, Manchester United was apparently mm-hmm. going to send De Gea, their star goalkeeper, to Real Madrid. But what happened was faxes didn't get sent at the right time. And oh, so no. it never mm-hmm. happened. I would have pulled. I would have pulled a uh, Manchester United, and like, oh hey, our fax is not working. I can't oh, send no. any people.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but looking at, looking at the whole Breton thing, there the only re- the only way that trade could have been rescinded was that um, the Wizards, the uh, Bretons, failed his me- his his uh, medical, or the Wizards saw something that they weren't, they didn't see beforehand and didn't want Bretons. But they clearly wanted Bretons, and Spurs were only getting a tra- getting a pick back, so there was no way of rescinding it. And it was only a few days after the fact, so Damari was stuck signed on this three-year deal f- for the mid-level exception. As a result, but and but that all that all results of Morris Morris's decision, not the Spurs' decision. I think the Spurs would have been a whole lot better if they had Morris, because this was something that they were building for, and they saw, oh shit, we got we got Marcus Morris signed with us. We need moved Davis. We have a better defender now, in Morris, and we have Carroll now. But you lose Moors, you lose Bretons because you can't rescind the trade, and then you're only stuck with Demari Carroll. And I can understand. and that's not the front. I don't think that's the front office's fault in any way, just because they, because someone else fucked up as a result and fucked them over in, in the long run. But looking at some of these other decisions, looking at the Palo contract, looking at signing Bellinelli at all, giving
1: <laughs> Rudy what he was. I mean, I his think, contract.
0: I think, I think with Rudy's contract, it was. I think it was the mindset was Rudy just had a really good season and you thought he would continue into it and not regress like he has this season. But um, it's, I understand the context. I understand where these other people are, but still I think it all it underlies from the Moore situation. And then I think there's something deeper that we don't know as Spurs fans. And even, uh, even I just from the inside, inside sources that I am connected to in some sort of way with my connections with the reporting side, but no one knows what the fuck would happen there. And we won't know for a good bit. And I don't think everyone should be upset that Damari did not play and that he essentially signed for nothing. And because Bertans didn't get traded away for for Carroll. It was Morse that Bertans got traded away for. And, but still, and then you see people arguing, oh, why they didn't play Carroll? Why they did not play Carroll? It's like, who the fuck do you want playing? So... I understand if you take Marco out of that rotation and you put a 33 DeMar DeCar- Demari Carroll in, everyone will still fucking riot because it's not Keldon Johnson. It's not Lucas Somnich. It's not a young guy that's playing. And people need to decide who the fuck do they want? Do they want demari Carroll? Do they want a 33-year-old Damari Carroll? Or do they oh, want a young guy? shut
1: up with that. Oh, <laughs> shut up with that. Get off, your fu- get off your fucking high horse soapbox. Fucking... That's bullshit, and you know it because That's not you were on this. You were on the same side before Mike. Before anybody said anything, <laughs> shut up, dude. I, I fucking see right through your little. But, your still, little but still, it shut up. You know, you know, Damari Carroll was a much better player, or could have been a much better player than Marco Bellinelli. I agree with that. Brent I agree Ford's, with that. Or anything. And that's, that is what people are upset about. Is like your fuck, your rotations the entire year have played two of the worst defenders in the entire NBA. And the biggest problem that you've had is, is the inability to guard the perimeter. And here you have a, a, a perfect three D guy somebody that's that's a prototypical three D guy and yet you do not play him even though you are paying him seven million you know that that is exactly why people are upset you know that people are not upset because Damari Carroll did not get minutes over over Lonnie or, or whatever you know the reason why people are upset is because you had fucking Marco Bellinelli and Brin in- Inconsistency Forbes playing those those much minutes over both Lonnie and Demarney Carroll. You know exactly that's-, that's the issue. Get off your shit, bro. Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to hear... I don't wanna hear you take your goddamn L and you enjoy it. You enjoy it for tonight. You take that damn L and you just you you let it sit in your hands and you just let it you, you can pet it and stroke it and let it just fucking just just give you comfort tonight and sleep with it. Be I a, hope it makes be you a fall f- asleep
0: tonight. Be a fucking gremlin.
1: <laughs> don't get it after midnight. But <laughs> shut up. You know exactly you know exactly why the fan base is upset because you are a fan too. <laughs> Get get out of here, dude. I don't want to hear that shit. Because all these other people, all these other beat writers that are saying shit, oh, well, who do you want for the fuck's birth to play? Shut the hell up. You know exactly what the fan base wanted. The fan base didn't want Marco or Brynn to be getting as many minutes as they were in the very beginning of the season, especially those games where they could have won by putting a better defender. You know that that's exactly what it is. And even if it wasn't, even if... Even if Lonnie did take those starting minutes, Damari Carroll could have had the bench minutes. That's exactly what could have happened. Get out of here, because you know that that's fucking bullshit.
0: And you tell me that I'm you're on your
1: shit, bro. I'm not triggered. I just I'm just triggering you. That's, this is not me being triggered. This yes, is me calling is. you out on that your is. shit. It is you being dude. triggered. this is me calling you out on your shit because it's so comical like it's so funny because i see it like i see it from both sides because i know you want to toe that line of being like professional and being you know being a part of a part of that you know that type of um that type of fan base where they're both reporters in there, or they have, you know, that side with, with the, the Spurs and they still want to be a fan. And then I see that you're also a regular fan. Don't give me that shit. Don't, don't play coy with me, Ty. You don't play (laughs) coy with me, sir. I see you. I see you.
0: (laughs) But, but looking, just looking at the front office was in the past few years, I think majority of them is not, I think, I think you can split it down the middle or slightly, slightly give the majority to it's, it was decisions that were out of their control that really fucked them over in the long run. The whole Kawhi saga, right. the Marcus Morris failed signing—I think those, there's still, there's still—I think those put a slight majority on that that really screwed the Spurs over and why they are where they are currently. But no, I, I agree
1: with you. I think like I think the the, the crux of this entire thing, the origin of it started with the Kawhi saga. Like I said, like I said earlier, you know, after that Kawhi saga, they just they never fully hit the reset button or, or the re, the rebuild button.
0: I mean, they were treading mean...
1: water yeah. the entire time.
0: And it wasn't like they were complete trash in those the season that he only played nine games and the season following. They were still a good team. They were still a team that made the playoffs and still won 49 and 47 games. That's still a good team. But then I will agree that there are poor signings. You look at Powell. You look at... Bellinelli being signed back and that was more and I think you said it you said it perfectly plain the,
1: plain brin plain brin more minutes than but, they use
0: but you you said it perfectly about the Bellinelli one I think or is someone else where Bellinelli was just signed in at that time because they needed some three-point shooting or something like that and Mills' contract I still disagree that I think Mills is kind of worth that value still nearly near 12 million per year just because the things that he brings on and off the court Whenever I talked to, because um, I talked to Drew Eubanks back on February first, and he said that be a big like mentor to him was Patty Mills, and I think Patty Mills has earned that value with the Spurs organization because there's more than there's more things that he's doing that is not they're just not just on the court. But, right. And but so my thing
1: with that is I think that contract for as much and strictly playing time for as much playing time he's receiving is egregious like you don't play your third option guard 48 million you know 12 million a year but and i can understand like for me i would rather i would have rather seen patty take over more of brin's numbers like if if we could have trans transposed all of brin's minutes to patty i think that would have been more justified for his you know for that contract at least strictly playing time now overall value because of what he brings to the team who he is as a person and who he represents you know for the organization i think that's invaluable i think absolutely you know the contract that he's receiving is is great and 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 he's you know he's taking that mantle what manu what boris you know had as a team like he's that glue that that brings everybody together and so yeah that's invaluable i can i can 100% a hundred percent see that, but you don't sign or you don't start another guard that you know. Base they're basically identical copies of one that's facsimiles of each other. You know you don't start another that are the same thing and play that other guard more when you're paying when you're paying Patty Mills this 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 amount.
0: I will say he's not at least he's putting up more better numbers than Nicholas Batum who's getting paid twenty seven million in Charlotte, but.
1: You are right, but that yes. just goes to but prove still, that MJ is a horrible GM. Yeah, yeah <laughs> a horrible owner.
0: The Charlotte's a whole shit show in itself, but Patty Mills is the third leading scorer on this team. and He has the sixth most most minutes, so he's and he's having one of his career seasons. So he's he's still earning that money in some sort of way. But um, by
1: but the what, way, Patty, this podcast loves you, bro. We love you.
0: We, we love, love you, Patty. you. We we we, 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 have, you, we, Patty. we have a whole thing that we're doing, and then we'll talk about later. Sure. But um. Again, like I said, it's. I think the majority leads to decisions that were out of the Spurs' hands to where they they are where, where they are now. There are still some questionable decisions. Powell uh, still signed Damari while you you don't do anything with him, but also that was more for the more and the, the the amount of money and the length of that was more from Morris, and then you don't you don't compound one like one wrong with
1: another wrong like you don't like, I don't like' I'm not, sa- I'm not
0: saying it's i'm saying I'm saying the money wise I'm not saying that the decision of not playing him was not right but I'm just saying the right. decision of actually signing him overall but right right again and also again con- hindsight's 2020 you you don't see I don't think the Spurs were envisioning, envisioning a season like this for with the off offseason that they may have had or were did have in the end but hindsight's 2020. And unfortunately, this was a bad. It was a bad signing. It was a sign that it really didn't turn out. And then you add on the whole Morris debacle, and it, that just really fucked them over in the long run as well.
1: Yeah, it's
0: it. Well, like I said, it it, it
1: definitely has not been good. <laughs> but like the Spurs, the Spurs have not been that organization that everybody once thought they were, because even. Even, even at the okay, so even at the midseason or at the trade deadline, the Spurs there was there was reports out there that said the Spurs were were wanting to fight for the eighth seed, and they didn't do anything. <laughs> like, you, at that point, they were like three games behind Memphis. I think Portland was right above them, and New Orleans just got Zion back. So you are starting to see these teams starting to get better. And then you you were like five games under five hundred you're three games behind eighth place be, behind the eighth seed, and you don't do anything and you think the product on the floor right now is gonna get you to that eighth place bro come on front office come on <laughs> in what world in 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 what mathematical equation does that work for you Wait, how? does that fit like how does this even if you put that mathematically like I, I don't i don't even i don't even know what the equation would be but even if you think about that okay your goal is to get the eighth seed however the current product you have is not a seed material you are three games behind eighth place you have these other teams that are getting their players healthy and they're starting to play much better. And you have this, this, the team that's currently sitting in eighth place. They've been playing really well and all their guys are healthy and you know, they're young and they're athletic and they're moving the ball and they're playing great basketball. So where do you think you're going to make that ground up their strength, their strength, the schedule? Yes. It was one of the, one of the toughest ones, but at the same time they beat, really tough teams so how do you justify or how do you over overcorrect what you've been doing this entire season by still putting the same people on the floor like yeah. there they, it, it makes no sense yeah
0: and i agree and, with you it's the like i said been saying i think i've been saying this since game one rotations they fucking suck and we've right. seen, well, we've, that's, seen that's we've seen we seen the thing i'm saying
1: is like the the, the the that goes to the front office woes like that goes to the organizational woes like, Popovich and, and God love him and God respect him for everything he's done. And I'm I'm never gonna say that Popovich is shit or anything like that. It's just it's questionable. Like what are you doing, Pop? Like yeah, yes, heard. you're I the heard. goat. Yes, you're the goat. You are absolutely hundred percent the goat. We you know, you've brought us through all of this. We've had unquestioned sustainable, you know, success for the past twenty-two years or whatever. It's been amazing but at some point it's just like okay what what's going on what is he doing <laughs> it's like i mean he's even having to ask becky which is great but he's even having to ask becky like hey should i challenge this do, do you think this is a challengeable yeah, but, moment <laughs> but i i I, th-
0: I think that's i think that's the role of assistant coaches still i think they're supposed to be there to assist the coach so i i still th- i don't i think i think, don't think that point that point that you have is i don't think that point is valid in my opinion just because assistant coaches are supposed to be there to help the main coach <laughs>
1: Obviously, but what I'm saying is like it's there's times where he was just like and he there was times where it was like it's quite- and that's what i'm saying that's what that's my point is it it's okay to question what's going on obviously this is this should be a time where questions should be arising what is going on? what is the direction of this team what is what is the realistic goal of this season because obviously it doesn't look like eighth place is a realistic goal at all. Playoffs yeah. are not a realistic goal at this point, because at this point, 50 games in, you're you're are five, six games under 500, and you're sitting in 10th spot, tied for 10th spot right now. And you think that going forward in the next 20 to 30 games, you think this is going to get you to that eighth seed? No, that, that that's why I'm saying those are the questionable things that need to be happening. No reason to bash Pop. No reason, you know, to say that, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say about him. He's earned his right. Absolutely. He's earned his time. Great. Pop, you know what? Now it's time, probably, to just set sail. You know what? You've lived your life. You've done your thing. You've gained your championships. You know, maybe it's time just to go settle down in a good winery, in a, in
0: a good vineyard somewhere. So something came through. Fredericksburg has a lot of them. <laughs> Something came to my mind though during this, where I'm just thinking, because this is, the Spurs have had ten days off. No one was really at the All Star game, and I'm kind of curious because I'm a, knowing Pop and how that system works. He's most likely been looking at film for the last ten days. I will, honestly would not be surprised if there's a major t- change in the rotation. I well, let's and hope so. <laughs> I, and I'm saying, I'm saying that's a big hope. But would you? And this is something that came to my head. Would you be surprised that there's a major change that happens after this? After this All Star break and um, something actually does like a positive starts to be created as a result, or no, or, or, is it, or is it or is that too high of a hope for you?
1: No, I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly think that's what should happen. But and even after the trade deadline, we saw you know we saw rotations changing a little bit, which is good. You know, which hopefully continues and, and sets that precedent that you know the lineups need to change or. Or rotations need to change and more minutes need to be allocated other places. Um, and, and hopefully this, you know, the whole Damari Carroll situation does kind of make the front office realize like, Hey, we, we need to get our shit together. Cause I don't, because we don't know what's going on. Like we don't, we don't know who we are at this point. Um, and i think ultimately like that, that hopefully like i said hopefully this demar Carroll situation jump starts that whole retooling that you know you and i have discussed is you know you don't necessarily need to rebuild and and start from scratch you just you just need a maybe one or two pieces to bring in and and that could be a little bit more useful
0: yeah so like people are saying rebuild where you need to blow everything up that's what a rebuild is essentially erase erase the slate and restart from scratch you don't need to fucking do that. If you look, and one of the at least one of the positives I can say from this front office in the past decade at the least, I, at this list that you give, I think there's some unnamed people that were came in from trades. I think this front office has done a good job with drafting, especially since 2016 and on, where you get out of all these current guys, you only have one flub, and you get Dejounte. You, block, you draft Jaron Blossom game, but you get Jerick White, Chmezi Metsu, Lonnie Walker. Then you have these three guys this year that are in the part of the rookie class. And we talked about this where you, still, you will probably need about three years to figure out if a guy is going somewhere or going nowhere when it comes to being a draft pick. But still, these are really solid picks that are all here. It's not like M- Melituvit or... How well, the f- say well, but or other guys potentially solid yeah. picks but there's st- at least they're still in the system though they're still within the system and they're not they're not outside like some of these other guys have been but
1: well because it's like i said it's i mean it, like you said it's their rookie season so you kind of can't move those guys unless you pull like a pacers you know spurs trade where you trade your your rookies yeah no but okay in in the uh, let's be honest obviously if, if you're looking at the past. Recent years, yeah, I was was going to say 2016. If you
0: look, if you look, if you look past 2016, there's not great, there's not great selection, but also, but also Kawhi Kawhi Leonard (laughs) and Domas Bertans are not selected on this because those were those were trade assets that got traded to them, and they knew that they traded for Kawhi on draft night, so I think they knew something. I think they would have drafted him if Indiana didn't. They they got domus Bertans as well in that trade. You got. You still have Corey Joseph, who's still in the league that does some. Who's been doing? has been solid? Kyle Anderson, who is now on a on a on a playoff Grizzlies team. Um, but that's it. That's
1: it. Other than that,
0: yeah. But besides you, that, but you, then
1: again, no, no, point- no. Hold on. But that's it. Because you know the, the Spurs have drafted some players that have had potential, and then they just go away. So like Adam Hanja, like we thought he was going to be a big a big part of the organization that never you know that never grew into fruition. The same thing with Louis Jean. We thought he was going to be like the next, you know, the Shet. next Tony Parker. <laughs> yeah, and, and it never it never happened. Nothing ever happened. But also this, this was a,
0: this was a time that they didn't really they weren't really relying on draft picks. This was. 2014, where they win. 2013, this was a team that was consistently in the playoffs. 2013, they go to the finals, they lose. 2014, they win the finals. 2015, they still they still go to the playoffs. And 2016, in 2016, they go to the conference finals. This was you pick later rounds, but
1: but even then, like even then, you're you know Dejounte Murray was chosen at 29. Derek White was chosen at 29. Like you still there is still talent in the later rounds. Yeah. That, I, but but, I, but obviously in the past few years previous to, to twenty sixteen, they
0: they have some guns. I agree with that.
1: They have been drafted very
0: well. But in the but if you look at the recent times where the draft picks are important to building this team, they're solid. I say they're solid. Well, and, I mean, he, and you could he, argue
1: you could argue the whole Brandon Clark Luca um, and, and but still Malik I think football, but still that like, you
0: still need to wait. You need to wait for three. You need to wait three seasons on that. Like,
1: you, you, but you don't need to wait three seasons for Ty Bull or Clark. Like, that's
0: just when you're when you're comparing them you to when you're comparing you them to Luca and Keldon. <laughs> no,
1: you don't. Like, you don't need to wait three seasons for for those guys because they're providing in the NBA now. Oh, I know Brandon that. I know. Clark, Brandon Clark is a huge reason why the Grizzlies are playing the way that they're playing. But so, of like, course, you, obviously, they have John Morant and they have JJJ. And you know is they have they have a solid young team, and Brandon Clark solidifies that team very very well. And the same thing with Tybele, you know he's a great defender who's who's now starting to get more and more minutes on, on the Sixers, and it's a vital piece that they need. So it's like, yeah, I can kind of agree with you to a certain extent about waiting three years to waiting three years to figure out you know this this draft pick whether they're, they're going to be a success or not
0: and also to comp- and also same- to compare each other compare the players that you pick to other players that you pass on of course
1: well no because if you have if you have a and b player so if you have player a that's contributing now in the NBA, player b that's not contributing that has to wait three years to contribute that's completely different those those are apples and oranges you can't compare those two because one person is already competing one person's already providing NBA minutes and providing NBA stats and providing NBA, um, you know NBA information, and they're they're getting the NBA. So you can you can definitely say that this person looks way hell of a lot better than the person that's you know that's not in the NBA right now.
0: Like I still that. I still would say otherwise because look at Kawhi Leonard, look at Giannis, Anthony Where yeah, they weren't the greatest with and win their first few years but then after say year 3 or 4 suddenly they're on top of the world. And-
1: yeah, but but again, the Kawhi went through the development of that and the same thing with Giannis. Like they had to go through the development of it and they played NBA minutes. Now Kawhi not so much, Giannis yes. But Kawhi, you know, he was in a the perfect developmental system. But again, you you look at uh, you look at these players that are already providing NBA or playing in the NBA that are that are helping their teams now, you can definitely say that that player is a much better pick right now. Maybe in three years you say differently. Obviously, because now you have that other player, player B, coming to the NBA and seeing what they got. You know, then at that point you can compare them. But right now, obviously, people would take the NBA guy. So people will take Brandon Clark over Luka Samanic. Any time, any time, any day,
0: and I understand that all I still, the time. I still understand the that same
1: thing with Tybal, like anytime.
0: You, you, you very well know that I was all for taking Tybal at, at 19th. You know exactly. that, and I was, yeah, and I was, I was very much for taking Brandon Clark, <laughs> like at that at that time.
1: Like if they would have had Brandon Clark and Keldon Johnson in that draft, that would have been perfect, because Brandon Clark would have been exactly what the Spurs needed.
0: But also, Luca is. Three years younger than Brandon Clark, and right? I, and I think
1: Luca is gonna. Luca can be phenomenal. I yeah. think. I mean, he's on his way.
0: You, you drinking a little too much there? No, I, I, I'm hearing you hiccup as as I'm drinking beer myself or sm, smearing off no, ice. Drinking a smear
1: off? That's not a fucking beer, dude.
0: It's still it's still booze.
1: No, dude, it's like. Fine. It's basically I'll get the rum flavored out. Flavored sugared water.
0: Fine. I'll get the rum out. How about that? As we talk about a guy who can't even drink currently for the Spurs, but uh, I still think I think they're the, the future. Overall, is still bright. Whenever you have Dejounte Murray, Derek White, and Lonnie Walker in the system, that are solidified guys going forward. I still think. Looking at the that's draft
1: picks, that's if the rotations
0: are still, played correctly. I still think they will. I think going, going even beyond beyond this season, I'm meaning going beyond okay, this season.
1: Yeah, beyond, yeah, hopefully they they hopefully they cut bait with a lot of this season.
0: Yeah, it's I think beyond this season because Demar Derozan's on a player contract that, and we've heard things where he could he could agree to a sign and trade. Lamarcus Aldridge will be in his final season, and I still think LMA will con, LMA contributes still. I don't think there's any doubt about that. LMA can still contribute even at 34 years old. Rudy Gay, you still are stuck with Rudy Gay's at fourteen million, but that could easily be traded. But knowing his value, that might not be there. But then you still got Derek Y on the books, Lonnie Walker, Luca, Keldon, Chmezzi, You still have those guys on the books. Uh, you might resign Jakob because he's he's a restricted free free agent, but you lose two of the guys that are really been hurting your team, and Marco and Brent to free agency, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But I think teams will take an interest in Brenton Forbes and seeing his shooting. I think Marco is. I think Marco's is washed at this point. I'm not sure any team will sign him, but still, uh, still there's there's really good potential going into the future. No matter what, if you look at it, yeah. And I think that's something that people should be looking forward to and not saying trying to. We need a fucking rebuild. You don't need a rebuild. You just need a retool. You need to move some of these. You need to move Demar. You need to move Rudy Gay. You need to let Marco and Brent walk. You need to resign sign Pirtle. Those are some very, I won't say small, but they're not not—they're not completely fucking up the rest of the lineup or the rest of your roster in the long run. But when we come back, we're going to talk a bit more about, about some of the other stuff going around the NBA as well as our own personal project that we were working on. This is At The Lion. Hey, this is Jeff Garcia. If you're looking for the best coverage when it comes to your silver and black, look no further than to the Spurs Zone, which you can find at Newsforce San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. From articles to podcasts
1: and everything in between, make sure to go to the Spurs Zone and follow me on Twitter at Jeff G
0: People here, we're gonna vote right now. We each have a vote, that's five. But do we trust Patty to not get his third foul? All those people who trust him, raise your hand. Okay, you're, I like, you guys. you're I like you guys. It's at the line, and this is all star, the all star break. So the all star weekend did happen. Wallace Spurs had no representatives there. We at least had one person, right? We had one person hey, out yeah. there. Shout out to Logan Gonzalez. Logan Gonzalez, uh, what was from the her his mother uh, spur at Spurs Becky or Heather, but uh, it looks like Logan made the made the final three for this and was the lone Spurs representative and still made the final three.
1: Hey, he he killed it out there, dude. He had he had a, well, at least in his preliminaries, he had a, a score of fifty nine to place him in in second place. So he did he did a hell of a job.
0: Yeah, and. Yeah, so he placed second with 59 overall, and he went up against the Timberwolves player and the Nets player. He did finish third overall, but still, that's very good for the one lone Spurs representative that San Antonio had out there. But
1: Yeah, and, and he got to meet some famous TikTokers. I know everybody loves TikTok right now. <laughs> oh, no.
0: I will say W with Logan and his shorts because he had the 96 Fiesta shorts on. For uh, the All Star Weekend in '96, he had those Fiesta shorts on, and they look solid.
1: I mean, he was, dude, he was, he was pretty fly. I think he had, what? Let me see. I'm trying to see, like, he
0: had some, he, he had some, like, I can't tell what he had. Like, he,
1: I don't know if he has the Kobe's on.
0: I'm not sure what shoe, but they're like, a, they're that Fiesta teal.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked damn good. I mean, the the Fiesta shorts and the and the teal, the matching shoes.
0: Dude had, an, had, 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 had drip, a had a drip, bro. Had a inter- drip. Had an interview with the NBA, which is pretty badass for his age. So, good Definitely. job, Logan. Good job on him. Oh,
1: that was our only representative at the at the NBA All-Star Weekend.
0: Well, good job, Logan. We'll still take it. I think we'll, I think as Spurs fans, we'll take that. But uh, even with no All-Star no All Star representatives, DeMar got robbed. But uh, I, still, it was an All-Star Weekend to watch. Even if you're just a general NBA fan, this was a great weekend to watch. And... What what was your favorite know, part? The, what was your favorite part of the weekend? Honestly,
1: I didn't get I didn't get to watch the game. I think I was, uh, I was doing some homework, but um, I did watch the dunk contest, and I think that was my favorite dunk contest that I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, it had to end the way it ended in some controversy. And my boy Aaron Gordon, future Spur, is <laughs> should be <laughs> should be the dunk contest champion twice now. Yeah, he, he got robbed.
0: He got robbed. It was I say
1: straight up robbery. That
0: dunk contest was just a live stream of a robbery in progress, just from that, and we all know who it is. We all know who it is. It was Dwayne fucking Wade, and his bias to give Derrick Jones Jr., former teammate of his, the championship. I still, yep. I don't, I can understand having Dwayne there, but that's that's bias. That's some bias right there
1: yeah that was yeah that was, that was pretty horrific. Like even if you were to go back and look at okay, first of all, Aaron Gordon got 50s on his first five runs, so that's just phenomenal. He should have won it right then and there. Secondly, if you go back and you look at it, Derek Jones his 49 point dunk, it was okay. like it, it was nothing spectacular. He wasn't even at the free throw line. And yeah, they was, gave him a 49. He
0: was inside the do- the dotted line. He was inside the dotted circle. And I was right, like, right. right. He did do a windmill that was, that's not easy, but still, it's not, it was, it's like, not from the free throw line.
1: Right. Like, and he was like, okay, like, okay, that's good. And then when he did that jump over Bam out of bio, like he had to lift himself, he had to hoist himself off of Bam in order to get that extra, like, that extra air to dunk. And okay. I'm just putting it out there. He was amazing. He yeah. was fantastic. It's, it's not like it, it wasn't like, like he was horrible. away from him.
0: <laughs> like he did. Like a, the, he did a good job, but Aaron Gordon did a better job in my opinion,
1: but Aaron Gordon jumped over. Taco fucking fall. Seven five Taco Fall. Even if you want to say he hit Taco Fall's head, Taco Fall would still be seven foot without his head. <laughs> like he jumped over a seven foot dude as opposed to a six nine guy. Like
0: what the hell? And then like, also and insane. then also add on, he had no push off. He had no push off. Yeah, no, no push off and he clicked. he yeah, his head was down, but still that's like you said, it's still seven at least seven one.
1: It's still He didn't even He didn't even have like a huge running start either. Like he didn't start as far back as like Derek Jones did to, to get that running start. Like I think he only had like four or five steps and then he jumped over. Like it was it was insane. It was insane. And not to mention the dunk that he did on the edge of the backboard and 360'd. The
0: 360 windmill?
1: That 360, was awesome. Like holy that was that blew my mind. I don't I don't that know was... I
0: don't know which one's my favorite. If it's that three sixty 360... 360 windmill he did, or the one jump, the sitting over the mascot. Oh, I know that one is fantastic too.
1: That one is amazing because he like he fully sat, like his legs were were like it was a, a ninety degree angle. Again, Aaron, Aaron Gordon,
0: Aaron Gordon's vertical is very underrated.
1: That's why I said future spur. Let him. I mean, he's already getting screwed by refs now, so he'd fit perfectly.
0: <laughs> but uh, still, but then also. You, I think worldwide wob did a investigation, even though I think everyone knew, but he just gave me more evidence to support it where dwayne Wade before the scores come up, he pulls out the earpiece, which is like a big indication of show's over it's time to go, and he pulled that out before the scores even showed up for Aaron Gordon's dunk and which was down which was short by one point that was bullshit <laughs> dwayne yeah, Wade fucking I mean, rigged it,
1: yeah, it was. <sighs> Just the way that that, that that ended was just horrible. It was like, a, it was the worst. It's just, and that's, I think, that's, that's, the, the, I mean, that was my favorite segment, the dunk contest, and then also my worst segment, just because of what happened.
0: It was a great, it was a great show that got ended in a horrible way. Right. But look, did you see anything of the, did you see any highlights from the All-Star Game by any chance?
1: Um, a little bit of them. I I didn't like. I said I didn't really really care for it. So I, mean, I know people people said that it was more exciting, but at the same time, like with everything going on with Kobe Bryant, obviously it was going to be more exciting. Obviously, you know the players are going to be a little bit more amped for it. So I don't know. I don't know if it was genuine that they were actually they were genuinely playing or it was just because of they were in the moment with it still like everything was was set perfectly to have a good all-star
0: game like even even if it was even with the kobe stuff there the way the format was it made it more intense because each quarter was like an individual game and you had to win that quarter to get your your foundation that money and so they they both got a quarter and then they tied on the third and once it came to that fourth quarter where it's a set score, which is essentially pick up basketball, those dudes just went all out. And, and you, you've seen all star games in the past where there's essentially, there's very little to no defense. It's just lobs, fancy dunks all over the place. You didn't have that at all. You did not have any of that in that fourth quarter. It was legitimate basketball going on and it was a whole lot of fun. And I like the new format. It needs some changes, especially with, cause they, because Team LeBron won on a free throw, which I don't like. Because you had such a great fourth quarter and you ended on a free throw. That's You It you get the worst, most anticlimactic ending possible. Yeah, it was from the hometown kid and Anthony Davis getting it. But still, I don't think you should win on a free throw when it comes to that. But go, this new format, it's awesome. I think it's much more intense play. It plays out like a real basketball game more than just All-Stars just messing around or fucking, fucking around. This was a really fun All Star game to watch, and it was intense. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I'm like, because at one point, at one point it was game point for either side. Next basket won, and Kyle Lowry made a impre- great stop by getting the charge. But then he got called for an offensive foul on the other end. <laughs> but um, <laughs> typical Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was fucking good, man. I can't I can't say anything bad about Kyle Lowry on that, but. Again, it was great. I think it was a great format. You need to go look at the highlights after this recording, because it was just a whole lot of fun to watch. And I, I'm, I'm th- I think they're going to stick with this all star format because fans, players, and media were all f- giving positives about this new format. Mm, no,
1: I'm good, man. <laughs>
0: go watch. Go watch it, dumbass. Go watch it. You need okay. to go watch it because it it was a whole lot of fun. And then imagine then imagine having DeJounte out there.
1: The only, if if we have any Spurs then I'll watch it.
0: It it's you just go watch it. If you haven't if you haven't seen anything from the All-Star game, go watch it. Especially that fourth quarter. It's really it's a whole lot of fun. No commercials, no no breaks. So there were a few timeouts, but there were no breaks and it was just everyone was standing from from the celebrity row to the benches everyone was just standing during that whole fourth quarter it was a whole lot of
1: fun i heard that that last fourth quarter was literally 45 minutes
0: (laughs) it was and it dragged up because it was it was set but there was never really a dull moment and that was the whole exciting part of it it felt long but it never felt like it dragged on i think that's ridiculous it was awesome still it was awesome maybe maybe lower it Lower the set score just because I know it was Kobe, but maybe lower the set score. But I don't think that's changing with it being the Kobe All Star MVP now. But also, I never yeah. would have thought Kawhi Leonard winning a showmanship type award. Well,
1: technically, it wasn't a showmanship type yeah, award. it's a
0: you and you don't associate. You usually associate the All the All Star MVP as a showmanship award, but with the way this game played, he just he played basketball and showed that he was one of the best out there.
1: Which is true. I'm sorry for everybody that still hates Ka- uh, that still hates Kawhi, but he's the best player out there.
0: Dude drained like seven threes in the first half. It was insane.
1: I mean, you hate to you literally hate to see it. Like that's one of those things you hate to see. It. <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it.
0: Wow, Kawhi Leonard.
1: You hate to see it, bro.
0: <laughs> All right, but. Overall I thought it was a g- it's also we can't we can't forget about this. Davis Bertans finally getting his his chance at a three point contest. Yeah, I know everyone's bitter about about the DeMar Carroll, but watching him go to a three point contest and be in the final 3, I felt happy.
1: I'm glad Davis got his time to shine.
0: Yeah, and he he placed third overall, but still, he got into that final 3 and showed that he was one of the, he's still a great three point shooter. His defending not so much, but his three point shooting, it's definitely there.
1: We still love you, Davis. Still You're looking. still amazing.
0: We still love Davis, but all right, let's wrap up the show and talk about our major project that we've been doing for the past few weeks now, and it is Koala Mills. Mac, give us the give us like the rundown of how this began, essentially.
1: Well, okay, so it all began literally. It, it began after all the the brush fires stuff started happening in Australia. Um even before Patty started putting out his tweets about asking you know for assistance um I don't know why I particularly felt compelled to help or or to to do something to try to raise money um and one day I was just like i had asked my you know, my wife who designed who designed the Koala, who designed koala Mills um who drew it illustrated it whatever you want to say but i had asked her i was like hey can you make a design for me so that way we can see if we can raise some money for you know for all the stuff that's going on in australia and she's like okay so you know after a few iterations and stuff um we came up with the final design and you know we decided we were trying to figure out like should we make pins or should we make metals or fiesta what, yeah, what's going to be the best way to to get this out? And all of that stuff just, it, it took a lot of time. And I don't have a lot of time <laughs> on my hands.
0: Yeah, just, the, um, and also the, the price margin was just too much. Like if if we did metals or we did pens, we were going to to sell them at like 20, 25 bucks. It was going to be a bit outrageous for that. For right. A small pen plus add on the shipping cost of getting it and then sending it out. That was just going to be, it was just going to be, the, it wouldn't be worth it in, in the long run to for money that we'd have put into it and the amount of donation that we would get in the long run for it, it just wouldn't work with those other formats.
1: Right, exactly. And so you know, we decided that uh, we've had a great relationship with Sticker Mule. So shout and, out to Sticker Mule.
0: And we had an opportunity where we got 50 ac- acrylic keychain like charms. And we thought, this is the perfect thing to do Koala Mills on. Now we're in the middle of our second batch of Kuala Mills keychains that were given out and now I'm still I'm still getting I'm still processing orders I have a batch of shipments I'm sending out tomorrow as we record this and it's been awesome seeing the support that we've been getting for this that we are raising for for Australia and we then decided and then we then we decided that because we were still undecided on where we were going to donate, donate it, mm-hmm. and yep. we, I saw something on a, going through through Patty's thing where I saw something about what about Wires Wildlife Relief, and so I said this is perfect. It's for Wildlife Relief in New South Wales, and it, we of course have a koala as our as our as our little mascot, <laughs> and it's like this is perfect. And then of course then then we had Patty Patty actually retweet one of the tweets and i thought it, i was like in i was in a restaurant I'm like holy shit this just th- this just happened in it this just i can't believe this fucking happened
1: that yeah so if any if, if anybody has connections to patty let us know we're trying to get a hold of him so that way we get him um some merchandise that we have so
0: we wonder if you DJ. listen to patty
1: <laughs> yeah if you're listening patty Give us, you know, drop us a DM or shoot us an email and that way we can get you on. We would definitely like to hook you up. Um And also, you know, if we could, you know, if we give you the money and then you donate it to, we're planning to donate it directly. So hopefully with everybody's support, we can, we can have a good turnout, um, it, it looks like like ty said it looks like everything has been going really really well and it looks like the tournament is really great so we can give a great healthy donation to um to wires and uh and help you know with that with the whole relief over there because it it just even though australia is so far it still seems because we see patty going through this and and he's somebody that we connect to on a you know on a personal level and also like a fan base level it just it feels like it's much closer to us, and so we, as you know, Ty myself, you know, wife, as fans, we want to do something, you know, to help that and to help him.
0: And it kind of sucks, but I like it because Patty Mills, for the first time since the wildfires, with the All Star break happening, he was able to finally go back to Australia and see it. And this whole week, he's not—he's not on vacation. He is spending time with the locals he's helping working. out communities he's working at grocery stores but yeah, he's... he's out he's out with his community and there's a huge reason i respect this man just with right the way that he supports the aboriginal communities in australia just the communities in general after all these wildfires and just going around and helping everyone out and this is this is the main focus and the big reason why we did this ourselves we wanted to we wanted to sell these so we could raise money and go help and help these people just like Patty would would help. I think anyone, honestly, if anyone was in need, Patty would be there to help.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and he's done he's done a lot for the city of San Antonio already. And I'm pretty sure even after he retires, he's going to continue, because um, it looks like he definitely loves the city, and he looks like he's definitely going to stay here. Um, obviously, back and forth, but it, he's a part of of our community he's he's a part of the fabric of, of of what makes san antonio great and so being able to have the ability to do that and help him out it's it's amazing
0: yeah so if you want to get your own koala mills we are we already have 76 keychains sold as of selling as of this recording and we have a hundred 110 that we are selling in total so if you want to get your own koala mills keychain Go to our, my Twitter or you can put in the link bit.ly slash koala mills to order your own. They are $15 per keychain. And if you are doing international shipping, if you're one of the few people that listens to us outside the U.S., um, it is $2 extra, extra for international shipping. Just to let you, let you know, if you're in the U.S., there's no shipping cost. But it's $15. And plus, we still have a few more orders till we are out of stickers. Because we have holographic koala mills stickers that we are... Giving to the first fifty orders. So if you want, and we're almost up to that point. We're almost out. So if you want to get, if you want to make sure you get one of these holographic stickers along with your keychain, make sure to order ASAP. And I'll let you know and whenever I send out the invoice for your order that you will have a sticker or not. But again, this this is all for a good cause. It's for Wires in New South Wales as they are working towards wildlife relief amongst these horrible devastating bushfires. $15. Fifteen dollars, and you can follow find the information on my Twitter at at Ty Yeager Radio. You can find it on Mac's Twitter at MacPen Media, or you can just go to the link directly at bit.ly/slash Koala Mills Koala C O A L A Mills to order your own Koala Mills keychain. You have anything else, Mac?
1: No, I think that wraps up.
0: How dare you not have anything else? You're you're not helping me out here, man.
1: <laughs> you you, dude, you summed it up pretty good, bro.
0: You're not helping me. How how do they look on your end? Because I know you got some.
1: Oh, they look amazing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's but sorry. It's, no, they look great. They look phenomenal.
0: But it's a koala. It's a, it's a koala hanging on a tree. Who doesn't love that with a with a Patty Mills jersey that doesn't have a Spurs logo because we don't want to get sued.
1: <laughs> yes. We, we try to be very, very, uh, we, are, we try to follow the legal guidelines.
0: <laughs> a disclaimer, we are not officially, this is not officially associated with Panty Mills, the Spurs organization. Yes. This is, we are our own entity. We are not affiliated with any of those, but if they want to be affiliated with us, we'll be happy to join. We'll be happy to accept that. But this, that's a big disclaimer for you guys. But again, a portion of your purchase towards the qual Mills keychain will go towards Wires and New South Wales, towards Wildlife Relief. But that does it for at the line. Where can they follow you, Mac? Even though I just said it a few minutes ago, where can they follow you on Twitter and find all your great all your great takes and your cold L's
1: <laughs> You can find me at MacPenMedia, Media, guys. MacPenMedia. Media.
0: You can follow me on, on Twitter at TyJagerRadio, Radio, Ty J A G E R Radio, and find my quote unquote cold takes. My cold L's from Mac that Mac says I have, but you can also find all my, all the posts that I have on for news for San Antonio and Fox 29 Spurs Zone, which at line is brought to you by. You can find that on the Spurs Zone, or go follow Jeff G Spurs Zone for all the Spurs updates. Mac, were you gonna say something?
1: No, just go Spurs go, and were, hopefully you, we see some good rotations.
0: You're gonna call you were gonna call me out.
1: Uh, I was gonna say that you're full of L's, but you know your wow. name doesn't have your, your name actually doesn't have any L's, you kind know, of, which kind of sucks. And that do his mine, so I guess that works.
0: I don't see any W's in yours either, but also I say this as I don't have any W's in mine.
1: Exactly. You know, you have a tie, a Y. So, why, Ty?
0: Why? <laughs> 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 um, you check out our home base at thelivepodcast.com. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, or where the hell, wherever the hell you're listening to this currently right now. You can find us on Twitter at, at the lion pod. Uh Make sure to check out the Spurs Zone, as I said. And make sure to get your Koala Mills keychain bit.ly slash koala mills or get your own uh, At The Line merch because we also do have the wonderful Drew Eubanks hiding into Yaka Pirtle's shirt chest if you want to get that shirt. You can find that at bit.ly slash at the line store or find the link at our home base on atthelinepodcast.com. Hey, last words, Mac, for this nope. pad podcast? Not for life, but for this podcast.
1: Y'all have a great one, man. We love y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Go Spurs, go. Stop bitching and fighting with each other. That's Spurs family for life. Go Spurs go and Koala Mills baby. Or game day Koala Mills game day? Wait, what? Bolli? until Friday. <laughs> Friday! I know, I know, it's too long. Game, game day Bali game day on Friday. Alright, we'll see you guys next time.